Pull up a chair. This is Flux to Pose, episode 231, recorded on October 2nd, 2018, on the docket today. IRL, Netflixation of Mary and the Witch's Flower. Get caught up on what you plan, featuring Debris Infinity and Eden Lake. Finally, you probably don't want to swim there. Finally, we're going to close out the show with the community grab bag and that sweet, sweet, awkward finish. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And as always, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Flexpose. I am Jason Lacey, joined by Mr. Lucas Rose. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, doing things doing things without the music, without those cues, it feels really weird. I'm like in a vacuum. I feel like I'm in that, uh, in the vacuum in dead space where all the sounds, like, everything's muted out. And I'm just going, I'm just, I'm out here by myself. I don't know what's going on, man. It's a scary place to be. I blame Discord. Scary. It's a scary place to be. I really do. I do too. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Guys, we've had some fun, as usual, per doing this podcast for as many years as we had with Weird Setup. But let's not bring it down with that nonsense. This It's Tuesday. It's Flex Post Day. We hope you're doing well. Hope you're listening to this and having a great day. And maybe if you're not having a great day, maybe this will help bring you up to those, I say, attainable levels that we, we really hope that you you hit and benchmark it's been another week in the land we're here to break it down recap it and as we always like to say pull up a chair because it's time to have a drink with the flux boys chill out and have a good time as we take you on a podcast journey lucas are you ready i was born ready how is bone size is bone saw ready bone size ready that's what i needed thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. You know, a uh, funny fact, guys, this uh, this just kind of happened. I, I randomly found on Facebook memories one year ago today, we very scaredly and with much, much anxiety pushed the launch button on the old Patreon. So we've officially been on Patreon. Had a, the Flexible's Patreon campaign has been going for a year. Thank you to everyone that has been a past supporter or has continued to support or has came on during the journey. We appreciate it. You guys, if you want to check it out, please, uh, patreon.com slash We're shooting for that $90 goal. You get that flex AMA on the way to that $100 goal where we can do the giveaways every month, which we really want to do for all of you awesome people. And hey, if you're watching live, you found us here. We are now on twitch.tv slash fluxtopose. Uh, no longer uh, live streaming the show on YouTube. So make sure you come hang out with us here on Twitch and you'll get all the great episode goodness. And of course, you can catch the archive. We're still going to do the archive for YouTube. And hey, also on Twitch, we're trying to get to 50 followers. So even if you don't even have any intention of watching a live show, just follow us anyway, please. Please follow <laughs> us anyway, because it, it'll help us. You don't have and to then, watch the live show. It still helps then us. Then turn off your notifications for us. Yeah, and then turn them off, Fuck and then you'll guys. never be bothered by it. And I have to say that we are trying to, we have a schedule. We are trying to bring a little more regular content in the this Twitch streaming department. Uh, currently, our goal is to have a Monday night stream, which will be uh, gaming with me. 
Mr. Jason. Tuesday, mm-hmm. it will still be the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Thursday, gaming with Mr. Rose. That's me and for those who those don't are, know what my last name. Is. Right. Those are our three set days, and then there will probably be a couple random streams throughout. You know, sprinkle in there, but those will be the ones that you know you will not miss. Cigar Zombies in the chat. What's up, Ben? What is up? I hope you're. Bum. Well, hey, I know your travels are going well, but I hope they still do. So that that's what we're trying to do here on Twitch, and you know, I've been previously streaming under my own channel, Fluxay. And Lucas would stream on YouTube and YouTube's just kind of clunky, like we said before. And now we're trying to unify everything. It just doesn't make sense for me to try to be building a channel here, streaming there. We can just consolidate our efforts, consolidate our efforts and really just push out under Flux Depose. So please, twitch.tv slash Flux Depose. That's the thing. That's the thing. You do it. Let's talk some IRL. We got some show to roll into. We got a late start tonight because of the nonsense. But we already were going to have a late start anyway, Lucas. Had a little, uh, had to postpone the show by half an hour. And I was like, hey, I'm going to stream mm-hmm. Mega Man 11. So you can catch that, uh, catch that archive a little bit. What's been going on, Lucas? I don't really have anything notable I need to share this week, I don't think. So. <laughs> I don't really have anything notable either, but I did, uh, you know how I talked about last week, uh, how I was getting into that investment app and I only, I was like, I'll put in like five or ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a millionaire now. What? Boom. So that means we're, we can close down the Patreon and I can quit my job? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you have to come live with me and we'll live in a big, like, I don't know, five-bedroom house. That's big, right? That's um, considered this, a big house. This idea excites me. Yes. <laughs> I, I can, can tell. I can get beyond this. I can get behind this idea. Please. I like it. Let, let me do this. Um... Well, here's the story from A to Z. You got to get with me and listen carefully. Um, so I was just, I just happened to like look into it again. Cause I just kind of did some, I don't know. I'm not, there's this thing called day trading, I guess, where you, you buy low and sell high. <laughs> That's what we do every day at my job. Day trading. Really? Technically. Technically. I mean, um, and so I was, not. Yes. Uh, not stocks or you know, savings. Oh yeah, I like guess that, yeah, I guess you're just not- just the, just the nature of our business is day trading. That's true. That's true. I mean, prices go up and down for for your there's a there's a market and it, stuff. Ebbs and flows. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, then you'd probably be good at this. So mm-hmm. I just well, you have to like stick. You have to stare at your phone. That's the only problem. So, um, so pretend I'm on the pooper. Got it. Yeah, exactly. So I was looking at um. I was looking at the live chat in here and for some reason, when you look at like Bitcoin, for instance, uh, when you're watching the live uh, ebb and flow, as you put it, for some reason, they they have a chat in those specific um, cryptocurrencies. I don't know why, but they do. That'd be kind of annoying. Well, it's only at the bottom. You can full screen it, but it's kind of like, um, what was that dumb game show quiz thing that you played at like three o'clock and nine o'clock or something like that. Oh, uh, HQ trivia. Yes. It's kind of like that chat. That was fun until I realized I'm dumb. Yeah. Until and every I'm never, I think question. I got, yeah, I think I got, well, the third question was always the, like that would about 80% of the time. I think I got to the fourth question once. Ooh. And then I got to the fifth question one other time simply because I think you had signed up and I got that extra life from you signing up off my referral code. Well, 
I was trying to get you all the way, but apparently. Hey, fun fact, Skinny Matt, he did it one time. Really? Did he win yep. 20 bucks? <laughs> uh, I think it was like 10 or something. Oh my gosh. But then they don't, you can't cash out until you get 20 or whatever it is. Yeah. Know? So it was just like, I won nothing. Cool. Uh, so anyways, it's kind of like that chat where it just kind of yeah. goes and goes and you kind of ignore it. But I was like, looking like, t- like popular Twitch chat. Yeah. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't know about that. Uh, so I was looking at it uh, just because it was and people were. Well, usually message about what stocks are going up and like what to buy, because there's a lot of eyes on all these different stocks. And so they were talking about this. Uh, o- Ogen, I think is what it was. OGN. And uh, it is. Oragenics Incorporated is a biopharmaceutical big surprise company, Ooh. which focuses on the development of novel antibiotics and treatments against infectious diseases and oral mucositis. Mucositis. Yeah, sounds good. Mm. So anyway, they were talking about this and I was like, all right, I, I'll, I'll throw in a couple shekels. I bought it at. I bought two shares at $1.57 a piece. And I held on to them. And today I sold them for $2.86 a piece. Jason. Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. I made a dollar or something. <laughs> so are you like rubbing the dollars all over your body? Uh, no, I reinvested them. <laughs> I have no, it's all liquid. It was what they call liquid assets. No, it's all stocks. So I, I, I found the next thing. I was like, all right, I, I, I earned like $5 off this trade. Let's go find the penny stocks and invest a shitload. Yes. <laughs> I'll do a little chair dance for you for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I reinvested it, Tom Servo, because I didn't pay out. So there's no taxes. Well, I guess there'll be taxes when hey, I I'll tell you report what. to the IRS. <laughs> You're going to get this down with your own money, and then I'm going to open up the gates on the show money. I'll be like, hey, reinvest the show. Let's uh, make it. Let's like this roll. Let's diversify your portfolio. Empire. All I know is always invest in gold. That's a safe bet. Boom. Yes. Tips. Don't. Yes. Don't. Yes. It's a bear market. Gold values. Yeah. Yeah. So do it. That's my do it story. Live. So now I bought. Okay. I bought twenty shares of something called MNGA, manga. They 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 draw manga, and. Uh, <laughs> It's looking I good. Have to read it back. I have to read it backwards. It's true. I bought. I sold that other stock too early. I could have made more, but uh, Ogen's gonna hit bit or uh, not Ogen. Manga. Manga's gonna hit big, Jason. It. it I got plus. Uh, something. <laughs> I bought it at twenty-seven cents, and it's sitting at forty-three right now. Boom. Boom. That's sucker. that's that's McDonald's money. Bye. Are you going to keep like a, a running total of your uh, profits and see what you, uh, I, see what you- yeah, I think this kind of does that, or at least I can go back and look at my history so that I can figure it out. So hmm. I will be able, I will definitely check out and see what, 
see how I'm doing, but it's horrible because I caught myself let's be fa- watching let's face it. it. You're, you're going to have like, a, you're going to be up like 50 bucks. I'm like, Hmm, new switch games out. <laughs> it's spend <laughs> it all done. I like well, it. Time to put that away. I'll, uh, I'm going to save up and do this <laughs> on the penny stocks until I can buy one Apple stock. And then <laughs> that'll take the rest of my money and I will have one Apple stock. And I will catch Tom, out. I've been telling I've been telling Lucas you need, you're the you're the crypto whisperer. I was like, you need to just listen to Servo. He'll steer I you am. In the, I have Ethereum in the right direction. The other cryptocurrency. I don't understand how crypt like how is crypto like worth money? I don't understand. But anyways, um Because there's some nerd in a basement somewhere holds value and that's and it spreads. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't understand like how it has value. I understand why it's valuable because it's hard to get, but why does it like at least well, m- like money? You just need to make sure gold. no one else starts asking that question until after you've sold it. For, <laughs> that's true. For money. That's true. Don't ask why this is valuable. Just buy it. For those listening at home, Tom, because he's the man on the street, he knows what's up. He says if you want to know, he'll explain it to you some other time. So, okay, I will hit you. Perfect up. time to hit us up in flux in uh, flexible.com slash discord. You can join, and you can also go through crypto one hundred and one with Professor Tom Servo. He's a talk. He may look like a talking gumball machine, <laughs> but he's really a super smart robot. Super smart. I like it. And that's uh, Torgo. Torgo will be there as well. I promise. <laughs> I still need to watch that. What? Speaking of which, that's an aside for just you and me. What was that streaming on? Was that Netflix or Th- that was on? Uh, if you want the Rift Tracks version, yes. it is on Amazon Prime. Okay, okay, that's all I need to now, know. Now you can also access the plain version of the movie, but I that's it was all I strongly recommended to not do that. Yeah, well, I was in a mood to watch it, and then I and then I didn't Dude, want to go looking for it. So. Most fun I had in a while watching stuff was watching that. It's really good. Very good. Very good. So I'm the Wolf of Wall Street, and that's about, and that's all I got, really. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything. It's been rainy and kind of shitty outside. If it's not raining, it's still wet. What's the deal with that? mm. What's the deal with that? This is like the first day in uh, like a week. I didn't feel like I had sinus drainage. So I'm coming up Millhouse today. And I love it. All right. Well, uh, sorry, Denny. Uh, you're probably not going to watch or listen to the show anymore at this point. So thank you for boycotting our podcast. We're done with uh, Tap the Craft now because you uh, you fired the first yeah, shot. So that's true. We're done. You and John can just go sit on it. Chris McKenzie, we're done. We're all done. Are you saying? Not really. Are you saying it's time for Netflixation? Yeah, it feels weird. We're just going to get into it. Hey, eh? hold hold on. Huh? You got to let this roll for a while. I'll pretend I hear it. Oh, that's right. Hey, there it is. It wasn't because a knob I had turned down. It must have been muted. Not by me. It's Saturday Night Live. Hey, did you guys know Lucas made that? He made that. That's all original. Yeah, it sounds like it. I used uh, (laughs) GarageBand, and then I never used it again because it ended up sounding like that. Oh, I did play the guitar. I actually am playing the boom, 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 boom. Even though it sounds like bass, little bit. Anyways, little bit. Stop. Yeah. So <laughs> we. <laughs> oh boy. Netflix station. Our uh, our vote. Our poll went up, and this was the winner somehow. I won. I won. Actually, not somehow. I mean, you know, I I'm not gonna crap a, on this. It's an internet darling. 
That's right. Mary's and the witch. Mary and the. It does say Mary's. Mary and the witch's flower. <laughs> Mary's, Mary's and the witch's flower. You know I'm going to read what's ever on the teleprompter. That's true. So Lucas, you. Yeah. This was your. This was I your win. pick. Tell us. Tell us the synopsis. What were okay. we getting into? I wrote this. I wrote this. So you know it's going to be bad. All right. We boot up the film, and we see colorful, verdant fields of green and blue. And we meet our protagonist, Mary, a frizzy redheaded girl who tries her best to help her great aunt. I think it was great aunt. I don't think it was just aunt. And the various people who help around the house. But for the most part, she's klutz, who's not particularly good at anything. One day, while walking in the forest, a pair of strange cats lead her to what we later learn is the witch's flower. She also finds a magic broom, which... Is that a euphemism? Uh... I think it is now. It's probably a name of a drug, I would imagine. Yo, man, you oh. got to take some of this witch's flower, bruh. <laughs> it's off the <laughs> chain. Uh, and that magic broom whisks her away and her cat, too. Uh, Endor University, where there are Ewoks. And Can I, I was say, can we just <laughs> hold on a second? I, had a, I made a note. Endor University? Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it it and there's that whole scene where she's flying on and she's flying on the broom and it looks kind of like Endor with the speeder bike shots. Yeah. 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 I, if it was, I mean, Endor, like that's a name that's not that common. I don't think so. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I wonder if it's one of those things where they're like, yeah, Endor, like the writer was like, Endor sounds like a good name. I wonder where I heard that from. Eh, it's probably nothing. It's probably, probably a Simpsons. Probably Simpsons did it first. Ender's a school and Ender Endor University is a school for witches. At this school, she excels at her newfound but temporary powers given to her by the witch's flower. But when the professors learn she knows where the witch's flower can be found, they steal the flower from her so they can continue their ongoing experiments of binding the power of the flower with human beings. It's up to Mary to save her friend from a tragic fate and stop the professors before it's too late. I didn't realize Ooh. that rhymed, but apparently I seussed the shit out of that. Well, not only did you have power of the flower, and then... <laughs> that one was purposeful, though. Stop the fate and stop the professors before it's too late. <laughs> so, there we go. That's our synopsis of Mary and the Witch's Flower. Thanks for listening to Netflixation. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Good night. Yep, bye. Good. That's all. That's all. Um, uh, that's all, folks. So... I, uh... Yeah. I mean, this is, what, this was some offshoot staff members that had previously worked with, like, Studio Ghibli, right? They were previous staffers from Ghibli that I think that branched out on their own. I feel like I read that somewhere. I might just be making that up, and it sounds okay. I think it's canon now. I think it's Cameron. I think it's Cameron. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. So there you go. Animated film, which we haven't (laughs) done. We haven't had an animated film in a a while. I think our last animated was uh i don't even remember was it from hell the claymation thing i picked i don't i don't recall it's been a Gosh, while Gosh, i don't i don't remember because like you said it's been a while since i yeah. could say that i watched an animated no, film no i think i i threw a lot of shade at this film when we first picked it up and i think some of our listeners did as well but you know yeah you have to walk into these things without any you know, preconceived ideas and you just kind of let it hit you at face value and take it for what it is. So we are going to talk about, as we always do with Netflixation, some bullet points to give you the overflow. And again, as always, 
spoilers because we do well we will talk some plot so if you don't want to if you have any intentions of ever watching this film you probably should skip over this section come back in about 20 minutes or so and then we'll be in the middle of an oc remix and you'll be like so sorry but what did this film do right what did we like nothing (laughs) no those are the words on there. The, um, the one thing I, I I know I had a note of that I noticed right from the like that first opening like shot and the music is like, well, this is like Zelda. <laughs> Dude, okay, that's funny that you say that because the whole time that I was watching this, I was thinking I would really love it if this studio did a Zelda anime or well, animated feature. It, well, it did, it did help like the emphasis of the blue. Kind of reminds you to, reminds you of Breath of the Wild, and then yeah. like the one the boy Peter was his name Peter, I think. Yes, it was Peter. Like the one time he had the hood on yeah. and he had the the blonde hair poking yeah. out, and he looked a little bit like Link, a little bit like Link. Just Jason. I say that, but I Peter, hey Peter, I can't you're getting there. Peter. You're getting there, Peter. Well, excuse oh, no. me, princess. Side note, there was when was that? We it was after a show, and we spent probably like ten minutes both <laughs> trying just back and forth trying Peter. to do. <laughs> you were like, voice. "I need to go now." Why am I up at <laughs> one o'clock? Going, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> we need a, you need a little more bass in there. I can't do it. I'm all about the bass, about the bass, no treble. But I can. I only got what God gave me until. Okay. You know, cybernetic Im- implants happen. Then, then just do the "all right" scream <laughs> That's thing he a, does. Okay, yeah, yeah. When I do it, it just slowly turns into Snake from The Simpsons. So, oh god, it it I thought you were—they no. were talking about Snake from Metal Gear Solid. So, no, it got all no, confusing. Anyway, no. so, so back to my point. The intro, the music felt reminded me of Zelda. The way that, like, it show opening—not like the the intro, excuse me, not the very, not the first scene. But that first mm-hmm. when it, it when it introduces Mary and it's like the shot out her window, yeah, see like the, the rolling hills and stuff. Well, like, even hmm. the music was pretty like some of the like pluckier stuff that yeah. you hear at the beginning, especially uh, was yeah. very it, similar. Yeah, and that's the point I want to make. I really liked a lot of like the musical themes they had going throughout there. I thought the music was really good, and I, it really like watching this kind of reminded me of as it probably rightfully should like the 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 classic era of the Japanese RPG. Just the way the story, the story set up and the character, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm in an RPG a little bit. Yeah, I think like that's, that's I just to go from Chrono, Chrono Trigger or anything like that feels like it would be right at home in yeah. this art style and and uh, film style, I guess, if you want to say it that way. But um, the, my quick bullet points I know though, like the music, I thought the sound effects were really nicely done, like especially like like I, I really noticed it with the bike, the bicycle. Like the creaking of the bike mm-hmm. and the kickstand, and like the when he would put his foot down. Like I thought the sound effects was was nicely done, and like I liked. Um, well, I did like the the animation. What I really liked how they what they did with colors to like um, showcase the 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 magic. Like yeah. they just stood out. They just stood out nice because the while the animation isn't like the, isn't dull, but it's more of a subdued palette overall. And then like that that. Uh, the, the magic just kind of has a little more pop because it's like layered over top and it's a little more sharper in its yeah. color. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like neon blue yeah. instead of just blue. Right. Cause like, if you watch this film, you wouldn't really know that it, this was released in 2017. It very, like we talked about this, it looks very much similar to what you've seen from, again, to say studio Ghibli from 
um, what was it, the 90s or even before with like, you know, my neighbor Totoro or um, Princess Mononoke, Princess Mononoke, I think is pretty old. Um, so it, it looks I, very similar. To that. I think that's because they're, it's like traditional, like their traditional animational animation style. It's not really enhanced by computer graphics or touched up or, yeah. you know, taking I, shortcuts. There's nothing know? I can't stand more than, well, there's probably something, but uh, 3D to look animated. I hate mm. that look. I don't, I don't, it's like a shortcut that they do, but yeah. I think it looks terrible. Um, that's, like, for example, like compare this to like watching Voltron. Yeah. On Netflix. That that's true. Like that's, that's like, you want a big contrast of what, you know, styles there. Well, cause a lot of the effects there too are computer generated as opposed to actually right. drawn. And I think these are at least, you know, painted or drawn or whatever. It or looks like they're all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the thing about the color is it is a colorful movie. It's very vibrant, but it's kind of flat. And I think that's why the magic stands out because everything yeah. is just bright. So there's no contrast really um, to the movie. So when you see the, the coloring of, the, especially the way that it throws light in the darkness in some of those darker mm. scenes and they cast magic, yeah. it, it really stands out when that is happening. So I, the, I, thought, I thought the voice acting was pretty, was yeah, pretty especially, good overall too. especially Mary uh, and the, the, male professor was um oh gosh what's his name i didn't look up at any of the of the the cast so i'm not i didn't i, I didn't only think have that. oh here's the american cast i swear jim broadband dr dr d dr d uh not to be Who's confused with uh vampire hunter d he is the guy from like moulin rouge uh he plays the if you've seen that, he's in that. Broadbent. Uh, Broadbent. Yeah. You'd know him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the one of those guy guys. From, one of the bad guys from Hot Fuzz. Ah, yes. Spoiler. Oh, how dare okay. you? How dare you? Um, And actually, I thought the, it's funny that you had that, uh, that note about the sound effects, because I also thought they were good. They had a weird way of standing out. They weren't. Yeah. The, the sound effects themselves weren't particularly notable like we're not talking about star star wars here where nothing sounds like anything else you know what i mean like it's all like a crazy soundscape that you've never heard before but the way that it was implemented to me sounded i could i was only listening in stereo and i could still get a good um sense of like left and right you know what i mean something came from yeah. behind and right to the front left of the screen and i could hear the separation um which sometimes gets lost, especially in noisier films where there's a lot of stuff going on. So they kind of just cut through and you really noticed them when, uh, when they did, when, when something would come on screen and, you know, make some sort of noise like the bike or the magic or, or whatever. Um, do you have anything else that you liked? Um, no, I think I, I mean, I think that covered like, I think I actually like took the time to make notes of it. So, um, it is actually uh, looks like the actress that did uh, Mary was is Ruby Barnhill, who was born in two thousand four. Mm. So a, a young, when I a younger voice actor. So <laughs> yeah, so that kind of that helps because makes whenever sense. they try to get an older person to do a younger person's, yeah. oh, she's the girl from um, the BFG. Yeah, I thought she looked Kate, familiar. Kate Winslet did a voice. Um, you uh, Ewan Bremer, who played uh, the the dude at the at the school, the broom guy, um, uh, Flanagan or whatever Flanagan. You recognize him. I can't tell he's in train spotting and 
quite a few other things. You would recognize him if you saw a picture of him. And then I don't actually, I recognize a couple of the other uh, voice actors as well. But, so pretty good you know, cast then. Yeah. De- decent cast. So I think again, that's probably why we made a note that, Hey, this doesn't sound horrible. So <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Um, the only other positive I can say is one of the reasons why I picked the movie was because there's something really imaginative about these films, very wondrous and, uh, you know, a lot of the time you see stuff you've never, especially in our culture, because these originate from Japan, typically, uh, there's a lot of different visuals, different monsters and, and creatures that we're not used to seeing here that uh, I was hoping for in this movie. Even the way that like the the fields and the forest are are portrayed and drawn, they feel very mystical and you know, grand in sort of, yeah. I don't know, a little larger than life, even though the rest of it doesn't really seem that way. And that's kind of what I was hoping for. And yeah, you know, it wasn't based on a book either, at least to my knowledge. So it that's was a fresh actually, that, it was, oh, never mind. I was <laughs> uh, like, oh, so that was going to be a fresh take, but no, the, never mind. The little broomstick, I think is what it was called. Something like that. But I think it was an American author, weirdly enough. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just I was hoping for that imaginative and just like colorful and whisk me away to a another place type feeling and a I think feel this, good experience to escape our droll and dreary American existence. Dull brown and gray lives. All right, now let's shit all over it. Where did okay. it where did it go wrong? What didn't we like and how could it be fixed? Can I I just want to talk about two things, Jason. Okay. I need to talk about them. Number one, and maybe this was the first reason why I want to talk about this is because maybe I missed this. But why did the two cats, because there were two of them, there was the black and the gray. Why did they lead her to the witch's flower if they acted like they didn't want her to have the witch's flower? Because when they got there, they hissed at it and like acted like she shouldn't take it. Now, to my my knowledge, the gray cat wasn't already taken yet. No, Liam Neeson didn't show up yet. <laughs> well, he didn't do the kidnapping, so he's the he's the bad guy. All of Turkey or Bolivia or wherever they were. Um, right. So that was kind of like a wait a minute. If they don't want if the, these cats don't want her to have it, then why did they lead her directly to the witch's flower and the broom? I don't understand why that happened. Uh, and then the other thing is. One of the biggest things I think is, uh, well, here, let me get to my other point. Actually, uh, the broom stable master guy, Flanagan, Flanagan, he just shows up whenever they literally say, I wish there was a way to get out of here. I wish we had a way to escape. And then Flanagan shows up like three different times. Oh, you need to be flying on my broom. Yeah. Yeah. You need to keep better track of your broom. It's like, yeah, they set it up yeah. that he does that, and it's kind of a joke, but it's just like, that's lazy writing, especially to have it happen three times. I'll forgive it yeah. at first, but when it comes down to, like, it almost made it so that one of like one of the big things I felt was, like, there were no stakes in this movie. Nobody felt like they were in danger except for the one kid, and even that didn't really feel dangerous because, yeah, I don't know, it just didn't feel like, I don't need people to die or anything. It's just, I don't feel like, there was anything that big of a deal. She doesn't even like Peter that much. So I don't really, 
didn't really feel like there was that sense of of danger going on during this movie. Um, I have one other point, but I'm going to leave that actually to our final thoughts. I think. Okay. I mean, I would, I would definitely agree with those, those, I mean, I, you bringing them up, I think those are perfectly good points to make. And I think, I think we, we talked about in the chat a little bit beforehand. I don't know if it so much for me, like the first, it, it dragged a little too much. Like what, what I didn't like is like, you know, you get this introduction with this, this action sequence and with, and then the crashing of this broom, but then we don't see anything that like, we don't know, like, what happens to that witch, you know? And it just, that whole story cuts off mm-hmm. and it doesn't tell you how much time passed or anything. So I would assume, did she die? What happened? So it was just kind of abrupt transition. And then, yeah, it does like linger a little bit here, but I think it, it does, it takes so much time to like introduce you to Mary, have her discover the college, learn magic, all this thing and set up all this stuff. And then it's like, okay, then these are the bad people possibly and it's like, okay, now it's the last couple acts. We got to rush it. It's just the pacing, I think. Yeah, so. it was a little front loaded with like she goes yeah. out to the garden and tries to help there. And I, it does feel like they were trying to get the point across that she doesn't really fit in anywhere. But I think yeah. they kind of went overboard with that because it does drag for those first 20 yeah, or 30 minutes. I, for a while, I was like, well, what's what's going to be the what's what is she going to have to overcome in this? Where's the story going? And then finally that we OK, now we have an antagonist for our protagonist to overcome. And then it was like, oh, now she's going to do that. Oh, now she's down and out. And now she rises up and <laughs> down and then well, it's done. You know, and it's and just, it feels like the th- whole theme of the movie was like she ends up saying we're not, I don't need magic after today. I'm never going to use magic again, or I don't need to use magic, but I never felt like she ever struggled with the idea that magic made anything better or made it easier right. or anything. She never right. really was. She never had any exposure to it. Yeah. I feel like she did the one, she went invisible the one time. And basically when she went through the school, that was her biggest exposure to it. And it was never yeah. like, Luring it's not like she. It's not like she ever tried to use magic in the and prior to that because she had no way to until she got that the flower, right? So I mean that, and I just like it was weird because even like at the end, like who we thought were was the possibly the the I'm going to say the bad guys. Yeah, aren't the they're not the bad guys again? You know, it was kind of it was kind of weird, and then I thought the ending itself too was just really abrupt and just like I didn't really. Didn't wasn't didn't feel clear to me like okay does she what what is her where's her journey you know what's going on and then like I kind of was interested to see like what to do with her what her parents are going to be like if they were ever going to be introduced and they weren't and I'm kind of I am glad that it didn't take like the route like well guess what she can really use magic after all she yeah. doesn't need the flower you know I didn't do that sort of cliche thing but for a while there I was like well this is they got people can't like her because they didn't like. Uh, they didn't like Ray because she was a Mary Sue, and now we've got Mary that can do all the best magic all the first time, every time, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, it was all, it was all kind of a little too convenient. But um, I don't know. It, it, it yeah. I, th- I think like a point. I think that you're going to make in your final thoughts. I think kind of really coincides well with all this. But even with all that, I mean, I still was able to watch it. You know, I didn't didn't turn it yeah. off i didn't like hate i didn't hate it you know yeah especially and I, don't, as- I don't i don't watch a whole lot of um japanese animation anymore i mean i used i went through a phase where i was big into it and i thought but i haven't watched 
hardly any of the Ghibli stuff. You know, I've I've seen Totoro because my brother's had it, but I've never seen. Did they do? Um, I've never seen Spirited Away. I've never seen Princess Mononoke. I've never seen Howl's Moving Castle. I've never seen. See, and yeah, that's a good example. Uh, like Spirited Away to me is similar. And well, my last point, I guess, getting into our final thoughts and stuff is. To me, this was a little bit similar to other movies and ones that have done it better. As far as like the feeling you get, the story that's being told, the the theme, like the overall general idea of a young girl or a young child or, you know, a younger person who goes into this magical world and has to fight off some bad people and then comes back and really just kind of learns the lesson that magic is bad or whatever, or like there's this wondrous world, but I don't want to be a part of it. I feel like that's been told better elsewhere in other movies and spirited away is a good example for one reason, because there's actual stakes there. She wants to save her parents is part of that. They get changed by magic into animals and they're forced to, um, basically eat. Uh, they turn into like a pigs, I think, because they go to this place where they're not supposed to touch anything and they try to eat the food. And Mm. so they're cursed. So at least there you kind of feel like there's actually stakes, like things need to be done because people are in danger that this character loves. And so overall for me, I just kind of feel like it didn't do anything new to make me enjoy this. Like you said, I, I just, I watched it. It was it was okay. And that was that. And it kind of just was what it was. So is for me thinking about it, I would say like for kids, you know, it's like six to 12, maybe 14, they might enjoy this and not have to think so deeply about it and just be able to watch it and go, okay, that was an adventure or whatever. Right. Right. Um, but other than that, like it just didn't do a whole lot for me. I guess. Yeah. I, I think I feel the same way. Like I don't, I didn't dislike it, but I don't think I'm the target audience for this. So unless you're like really into like, I think that that style of, of animation or, you know, those films in general, I don't think, I don't think it's going to resonate. I shouldn't say resonate. I don't think it's going to be something that you're going to be entertained by. You know, yeah, I, just, I don't think it'll change your mind. I would not point yeah. this to anybody who's never seen that type of studio Ghibli movie before. This is not a place to start at. <laughs> yeah. And can I ask you, since you brought up the word pig, can we talk about when they showed the scene from the cafeteria? There was like the, it was, he was looks human, but he had like a pig snout and he was like roasting a pig on a spigot. And I'm like, what is going on? It's like cannibalism. <laughs> That's right horrible. I didn't see yeah. that. I wonder if that was one of those experiments that actually worked, but then at the then same there's time, like the armadillo guy, armadillo like guy was like slicing meat off too. I was like, man, why are they all the animals butchering other animals? This is messed up. I would have wanted, I wanted to see more of that. The most interesting part was when they were in the university, everything else was just kind of meh. Those poor magical experiments. It was like the fly all over again. Like when, yeah. the, when the dog gets mixed, the dog gets put back together. <laughs> and like then wrong. they, and then they come back and like help because apparently they're sort of sentient and, and don't mess with that monkey. I don't know. Yeah, the monkey, the red-haired monkey. Well, um, do we do we recommend this? I'm gonna let you go first. I think it has to be with a caveat. I think I recommend it for. I don't think 
two younger kids, I think, might be a little like disturbed or or creeped yeah. out from yeah, the, like the, the the animals, like that whole stuff, like the weird combinations they have. So I think he slightly. I think mm, yeah, I mean, probably that six to twelve range. I think like you had pointed out is probably a good thing. So I think it's a good. I think it could be a good family film. So I think in that sense, I recommend it. It's not. There's not like violence mm-hmm. or you know anything there. So I think it's good for. A, a mixed uh, mixed age group but i mean in terms of like our viewers no i, I can't i won't recommend it to you yeah. if you have kids yes but like you know you guys that turn into flex us for our deep cuts and our lewd and crude with their bad attitudes no yeah i'm gonna say that i don't recommend it really like i said or like you said good for kids but uh, of a certain age, but for the most part, there are better options. So even for a family viewing, I would say try Spirited Away or something like that, where to me, the story is just better. Um, yeah. So I can't, I can't say I recommend it at all. Ruh. 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 That's what I thought. So that's, uh, that's Mary and the Witch's Flower. Uh, kind of a, you know, just sort of a, I don't know. Kind of a disapp- I want to say disappointment, but I, I I guess I don't know what I expected. So to a certain yeah. degree, it just kind of it does what it does what those movies do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, th- I think Tom brings reinvent. up a good point. Compared to other animated options on Netflix, if you're combined just to Netflix, it's it has a more I think I think this one like it's not your typical like completely targeted at young kids, so it's like completely you know a turn off to an adult. Uh, it's it, yeah. there's a middle, there's definitely a middle ground there. I yeah, good point, Tom. It's not so terrible that I couldn't recommend it. I just am not recommending it in lieu of finding something better. But if you were to just go on Netflix, yeah, there are worse options for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. All I'm right. gonna st- I'm gonna well, stick with it. I don't recommend it. Yeah. All right. A lot of people found fair. it. I, I know some some of the people who tried watching it said that it was boring for them in the first uh, few minutes or whatever, for mm-hmm. the first like twenty minutes. So I can't imagine that anything that happens after that would change their mind. I guess is kind of where I'm coming from. So I guess yeah. Just to just to explain that a little bit more, I suppose. So yeah. Okay. Unfortunate, but such is life, Jason. Such is life. It is. And I'm never using magic again. That's what I learned. <sighs> well, we will be back next week to bring two selections for you to vote on yet again. And then we'll have, again, like as we always are scheduled, the next Netflixation will be the first episode in November. So we'll have two movies, put it out on Twitter, you guys vote, and then we will we'll, we'll get a winner and we'll watch it. So I like it. You like it. I like it a Lucas, lot. Lucas, yeah. we had a Overclock Remix selected by yep. Mr. Dan Anthony. That's what I'm doing right now. Last week <laughs> that we couldn't we couldn't get to, and because Dan is a great guy, uh, I actually best. need to I need to find it on OC Remix so I can talk a little more about it because I only have the YouTube link, and that that won't do us justice. So luckily they got the episode descriptions there inside of YouTube. And Tom <laughs> Sorrell says that that movie made his kid STFU for 30 minutes when they watched it and she didn't get bored. So that's, that's a good, good sign. That's good. We have, we have real results from the field. We're the wrong demo. That's the problem. 
So Dan, thank you again, Dan, for uh, talking, having us do the, the the musical episode last week. I don't know if it's gotten rave reviews, but hey, Adam Leonard enjoyed it, and if Adam Leonard enjoys something, that's pretty fucking good. Because whoa, the guy, the guy's, the guy's kind of a sourpuss and hates everything. So it's true. He could just be making fun of us, and I just haven't caught on to it yet. But Dan had wanted us to pick a. He had suggested a remix from Mega Man Three. Was his jam? called Snake Buster. Uh, Mega Man 3 was released by Capcom in 1990 on the NES. Uh, There's two songs from the game, The Ending and Stake Man. Uh, Stake. How about Snake Man? How about Snake Man stage? (laughs) And it's a good one. If Kala was here, he'd be rocking out because it's it's a rocking remix. I listened to it the other day. I was like, yep, this is one of those good ones. Can't go and like it. You'll like it. So... We're going to play this remix. As always, you can find this and many, 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 many more at ocremix.org. We're going to play that now. Take a little breather. Stick around, though. We'll be back with some What You Plan, a little grab bag, and then we'll get out of here. So here we go.
I liked it. Did you like it? I did I like, like it. it. That I ranked that one right up there with. Um, it's probably what I. It's what I really want to put on my my ringtone on my phone. Is that one? Um, I remember the name of the band. They did that really sweet uh, rock the metal like cover of the intro for Mega Man Three. Oh yeah, we've played it. We've played it on here before because it's on Spotify. I can't remember. Twenty uh, XX is the name. Of yes, the band, yes, sure. yes. That's I like that. They did some like contra stuff, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, I believe you're right. But now, Lucas, yeah, so what you plan? Wow, speaking of contra, look at that. How how <laughs> on point was that? I pressed it and then I was like, oh, I just turned the phone down, the audio for the thing. So I was like, press it. Oh crap, I need to turn up the volume. Anyways, uh. Mine's going to be quick, dude. Mine's going to be Ooh. real quick. I'll tell okay. you why. Because Good, it's going to be crappy. Number one, number one, Xenoblades 2. More Xenoblades. Like, whatever. I can't really say much more about it that hasn't been said except for it's go, freaking go long. Back, go and listen to the PSVG Nintendo Shack and hear Johnny <laughs> Caro talk about it for 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I don't need to talk well, to you about well, it. Well, I sit there and go. <laughs> what? what am I doing with my life? Are you getting a blowjob? <laughs> How do, I, how do I get out of this podcast? Uh, I will say this, though. The uh, the library auto-renewed it, so now I don't have to try and beat it so quickly. So that was nice. So now I'll actually probably beat it before I send it back instead of just return it with being halfway through. So uh, anyways, yeah, more Xenoblades. Uh, hey, I, the library like forces you to like stay on task a little bit. You know, you got to like... You know, yeah, that's true because you want the grindstone. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you got to take it back, so you're like, I should just beat this, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. The other exactly. thing today I did was uh, I actually went through, went back and played Resident Evil and got back up to the place that I was, and then I need to do it. that in Mega Man X. Oh yeah, because <sighs> always remember, never forgotten. Uh, yeah, well, at least I didn't delete my my cloud save like you i just got killed by a zombie when i was trying to well i didn't even really need to kill that zombie uh but i will say this i did i don't have it nearby me but i did um map out by hand the map and any door as i was going around any door that i ran into i checked it to see what key it needed and i wrote it down so i didn't have to keep checking doors to figure out which ones need what keys um, and then I burned some bodies cause that needed to happen because those red, those effing red scarlets. Now I'll tell you, it didn't matter. They must start coming up on a timed basis or something because before I got, they didn't show up for me the first time until after I grabbed the real key with, yeah, the fake key. I think I'm sure there's a trigger that they have. Cause on my on way, yeah, on my way yeah. there, I was about to burn a body and it got up and was like, no, I'm going to freaking wreck your face. Man, yeah, they attack so quickly. I haven't played that version of the game since, because I, I only played it, it was like one and done. You know, I played yep. through it, and that was what, probably 2002, 2003. I don't even remember when it came out on GameCube. I think but, 02. I think you're right. So we're looking at, you know, 15, 16 years ago. So, <laughs> Well, it, uh, it's been a trip so far, but I'm looking, I was like, I better get this done or else. I won't be able to stream on Thursday. So I did that and 
And uh, it actually took me like 10, 15 minutes. It probably took me longer to map out the the area than it did to actually go and get all that stuff done. Because the amount of stuff I needed to actually do was not really that much other than burning the bodies, which the canteen only holds basically enough fuel for two bodies. And I had to burn five of them. So that was a real pain in the ass. But I did it and uh, I have it saved so I can pick up where I left off from before. So. Uh, other than that, uh, I watched a movie called Eden Lake. It is a movie that I heard about from Jim Sterling's podcast, The Podquisition, uh, with L- Laura Kate Dale and Gavin. I don't remember his last name. And uh, the lead singer from Bush? No, he's the lead singer oh. from Miracle of Sound. Um, and so he oh. had said that people. Yeah, you're wrong. You're so wrong. He had said that people were giving him suggestions about scary movies. And uh, he was talking about how he didn't really like some of the ones that I like, for instance. But he was saying Eden Lake and this other one that I have coming were ones that actually were. I don't want to say scary, but, uh, you know, gave him some chills, I suppose. So it's like, all right, all right, let's figure this out. So I got them through uh, Netflix DVD. And they only have them on DVD, not Blu-ray. So right there was my first. I was like, uh-oh, this ain't going to be good. So I got it anyways, though. And my God, have you watched a DVD lately? The quality is awful. Um, It's been a while. I mean, we still get Redbox every once in a while. So, But you get a DVD? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still a peasant. Ugh. Peasant, you can get a Blu-ray player for like 70 bucks. I've got a Blu-ray player. I just don't always, sometimes I just want to pay the dollar for a DVD. I don't want to pay okay, the dollar is, for Blu-ray. That's yeah. pretty bad. Um, but to each their own, to each their own. Um, well, maybe it's because I'm playing it through my computer, but my God, it is. It just does not look very good. Um, anyways, that's not the point. The point is that this randomly has Michael Fassbender in it, apparently, which was interesting. And uh, it's about a couple who go to a good good thing. He's not Michael Slowbender. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Working on your dad jokes. Um, They go to a place called Eden Lake and it's basically a gravel pit that's been filled in and they're going to build uh, um, homes all around this lake, lakeshore property. And before that happens, he wants to take his girlfriend there uh, for the last time before it's built into homes and he plans on proposing to her. But instead when they get there, there's a bunch of kids who are kind of messed up. Like they torture animals and stuff like that. Um, Mm. these kids mess around with them. Like they steal their stuff. They steal their car. They, uh, won't, they'll come up next to them next to them on the beachfront and play loud music and they won't turn it down. And they're just like little shits basically. Well, these little shits end up uh, terrorizing the the two characters, the two main characters, for uh, a reason that happens early in the story. And after that, it's basically them trying to escape the wrath of these uh, teenagers. So it was actually pretty good. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was scary. It was more of like a thriller because there aren't any jump scares really or anything like that, but it was good from the sense of like, this could actually happen. Right. Uh, that type of horror. So I, 
it wasn't like my favorite. It didn't blow my socks off or anything, but it wasn't a waste of time. It was good. So I, I enjoyed that Eden Lake. And uh, lastly, I read another graphic novel called Day Tripper. And this was on a list of like the mo- the hundred most influential or best graphic novels to read or whatever. Okay. Um, and so this was look about what's that? I'm going to look that up right now. Okay. Uh, Speaking of which, I just found it. I was searching Eden Lake and I saw this excellent gif where she's covered in mud and she like turns around and stabs one of those kids in the neck. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Yeah. She's a teacher too. So that was actually a big character uh, thing for her. Uh, so day tripper is about a guy who writes obituaries, but for the newspaper, but he always wanted to become a writer, a real writer, quote unquote, like his father. And, uh, it takes place in Brazil, I believe. And he, I can't remember exactly what happens. Oh yeah, that's right. He dies, I believe in the first chapter. But then after that, it relives his life in his memories, but in each memory he dies in a different way and not in like a final destination type of way. They don't even really show it or anything. They just talk about Mm. it. And at the end of every chapter, there's an obituary and really it's all these important parts of his life that have happened that had like an impact on who he was. And it kind of shows like how his life could have been if things happened differently, I guess. I don't know. It's really hard to describe. Okay. It was kind of hard for me to get through just because it was, I don't know. There wasn't, I didn't feel like there was a lot happening. It was very character driven. So it was kind of difficult to read through, but I'm I'm kind of glad I did. I don't know if I could recommend it or not because it didn't end up being what I thought it was going to be. I'm not really sure what I expected, but it, uh, it was different. Definitely wasn't, you know, your typical, graphic novel but i don't know it just seemed a little disjointed and i don't know there wasn't really anything pulling me in to actually finish it but i did because it didn't take very long um but i appreciate the imaginative like artwork and that type of thing and the storytelling and everything it just wasn't really my wasn't really my thing i guess at the end of the day okay. so no I'm, i can get, i can get that i don't know yeah like i said i couldn't really recommend it but uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, I read, I read more saga too. So that's oh, cool. the other thing. I'm almost done with that. Actually. I read I through the two that. big volumes. They're good. They're really good. I definitely would recommend it. So I've that's got, it. I think, I think I've got just volume one here. I'm pretty sure I actually do. And I'm waiting on, um, I've had a hold for, uh, Lumberjanes, uh, volume two. I, I actually, I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, where, I feel, I feel like I've had to hold for a couple of weeks now, so it must be <laughs> some, some little shit taking their time with it, with it right? Little bastard. Um, all right, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, place in queue. Still, still, I'm in first in the queue. I don't know, don't know what's going on there. Anyway, uh, for myself, I did quite a bit. Uh, since we're talking about comics, I I read. Um, I have the one that we both have. I can't remember the name of it right uh, now. Nimona. Nimona, which because I was like I looked at a list like essential graphic novels you should read, and that was on there. So I was like, I wonder cool, if we I'll, looked at the same one, prob- probably. And then I got this other one that's a actually I just read it too, and she really liked it. It's a, a collection of short stories called Through the. It's called Through the Woods. Mm-hmm. And they're like more you know dark, macabre, 
tales, like these miniature like horse horror stories. And probably, you know, it's a, looks like a pretty decently thick book, but I probably got through it in 25 minutes because they're just, you know, quick reads. But um, some some more hits than misses, but it was still like I really enjoyed the 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 author's work. So I would I would recommend that that was showed up. That was on one of the lists of, you know, graphic novels you should read. So Through the Woods, I recommend that. And then um, we watched two movies, uh, Suburbicon, which is was directed by George Clooney, uh, written by the Coen brothers, uh, stars uh, Miet Damon and uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name more? Uh, Demi? No, not Demi Moore. <laughs> the one that was in uh, in the second Silence of the Lamb. She was in the other Silence Julian of the Lamb Moore? movies. Julian Moore. Thank you. She's in it. Um, interesting because it's it's set, it's set in the fifties during that whole you know suburbia boom in the United States. Mm-hmm. And but this one, but this one's not. There's much something much something going on below the surface here too, and uh, it focuses on two families. Mainly one, the other one you just see, but one is an African-American family that's getting racial tension because they've moved into a white suburb. So there's that storyline. And then this other family, you know, a father and husband and wife and this, the wife's sister lives there and they have a young son as well. And then the wife ends up um, being uh, murdered during a home invasion. Ooh. And then there, the story that kind of comes out with all that, which there's more going on here than it seems, but it, uh, George Clooney made it, had, I think, just looked it up. It talked about how he made it. Uh, it's like a kind of a social commentary about what's going on. and wanted to show the contrast between the two families. And it's, it was like much like when we watched mother, it was like one of these movies that we thought we were watching something, but no, we were watching something completely different. So <laughs> as you can expect with the Coens, you know, a lot of like, what the hell's going on kind of moments, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a good movie. I mean, I, the ending was interesting and just the whole, the whole story was rather interesting. And then we watched Devil's Gate, which is on Hulu. IFC film. It's basically like, okay, Lucas, you see this car break down at, uh, at what is basically the house from the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Okay. You know, it's like that same type of desolate farmhouse with all this stuff going on. It's got the guy from Heroes and This Is Us, Milo, whatever. He's like one of the main characters in there. So it was weird to see him. Yeah, it's weird to see him in this type of role, but the whole thing is like there's been these this uh, a, a mother and son have disappeared, so they bring in this FBI agent to help with investigation. Well, it comes out like they've disappeared, but then there's this other thing like these those whole concept of fallen angels and demons and going on, and then what the hell? Um, I can't really. I mean, it's weird. It it it's not great. It wasn't terrible. Like if you look up look up the movie, I think it's got like a five on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a very much lower score because the plot really doesn't do anything, and there's it, it, which is true. Uh, You know, it was something to watch. You know, nothing to write home about. We were hoping that was going to be kind of like a scary, like kind of crying, like a little thriller thing, and then it got a little more supernatural and sci-fi than uh, we expected. And game wise, Techmobile still doing the uh, the PSVG tournament. I played uh, my round two match last night against Daniel, and I, I feel sorry for the guy because I ran two. I, had, I ran two kickoffs for touchdowns. Oh because God! I, I was the Bears, and he. Who did he play as? He played as Dallas, and his players would run into my my blockers and just get go flying. Like you know, sometimes you can hit a kicker. Like if you're yeah. like 
block like blocked by someone and someone else hit, hits you and you go flying. His players would just run into my guys and go flying. So he didn't have Jeez. a chance because my guys would just be standing there and his players would run into him and they get bounced. So I ran, I had two kickoff returns just like that. But I love playing tackle ball. So, so sorry, Daniel, but I, I did advance. So I'm, I will be in the semifinals against Donnie. And then I think you, you and you still have to play your match and your opponents yep. still have to play their match. So I, I love playing that game. I can't, I, hope, I really hope we get Tecmo Super Bowl. I'm not going to wait around on it. And then uh, Debris Infinity, which I didn't get to talk about last week. It's a very much a Geometry Wars clone. It's five bucks. It's a great time killer. It's got leaderboards. I really like it. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> I got it for. I, I mean, I got it for my gold coin. So now it's like my palate cleanser. Like if I, if yeah. I, because because I'm streaming Dead Space again. If I get through that, I'm like, oh my god, that was too intense. Then I just throw up Debris Infinity, blast away yeah. for a couple minutes, and kind of let it all kind of go. Through. It's I don't know. It's like Zen like for me to to play a twin stick shooter like well, that where you're just dodging the masses of colors and you got the techno beats going in the background. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's one of those games where you don't have to folk, like you can hyper focus on it because there's so little visual information to have to decipher, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. when you're playing a realistic game, you have to look all over the place and right. look for danger here. You're just, it's just you in the game. Yep. So I think it's worth checking out for five bucks. And then as I mentioned, uh, Back to streaming Dead Space. It's October. I started yes. this journey a year ago, practically. It's time to finish it off. So I think Sunday, I really didn't want to do it Saturday night. I couldn't. Sunday afternoon, I streamed a mission. And last night, I streamed a mission here on the Flex to Post channel. So I am uh, about to begin chapter or mission 11 out of 12. So I'm nearly at the end. Uh, you know, it, it's clunky. It's kind of hard to play sometimes, but I, I think it still holds up fairly well. The controls suffer a little bit. And like the button schemes kind of don't make a little sense, but all in all, I think it, it holds up pretty well still for never playing the game until now. And plus on PC, it still looks great. I mean, it really, um, yeah. Resolution goes a long way to help with. Yeah. The resolution and the textures do well. I mean, yeah, there's some, there's some um, problems here and there and, and like the, the level design is starting to get a little stale with me a little bit. Cause it kind of, it's very much the rinse and repeat every mission, but that's what the second game really helps with because it's on a, it's on a space station. So you get a lot of, you never go outside obviously, or like you never see a forest or whatever, but you do at least see different types of buildings as opposed to dark, long hallways. Yeah. Here's a a nice lit section. Oh, here's a broke, a dark section with enemies are going to jump out of the wall. Like it gets kind of predictable when the jump scares are going to happen. Yeah. And I had had an instance last night when I went through this corridor or this section that I had to I had to like use my powers and slide all these shelving units around. I was like, hmm, it's purposefully making me stop and move them around so I can get through this next section. I was like, this just sounds like remedy for bad things. And sure enough, one of the big bads that you fought in the game that regenerates shows up and chases you and you have to like kill him. And then while he's regenerating, slide and navigate and um, just annoying a little bit. But I have to say like, it's still fun. You know, I still have really enjoyed the game. Um, I don't think I've had any issues with it. I had that one bug that one time when I very first played the game, I couldn't get through, but otherwise, you know, I haven't had any problems except that I've, I had used origin. That's my biggest, my biggest <laughs> problem. Is I That's and always I a problem. The only part of the games I've really struggled with is like those sections where those weird, like snake things grab you and start dragging you down the hallway. And you have a limited time to kill it before it drags oh, you into yeah, its, its nest that. and kills you. 
because it's just so hard to aim. And then each time it turns, it, it throws your aim off to the other side of the screen. Yeah. And it just like the thumbstick sensitivity is really poor. So it's really hard to line those up. I died like last on Sunday night. I died like three times in a row trying to get through that stupid thing. Ugh. And then I finally did. But otherwise, I'm surprised. I haven't had too much um, too much difficulty with the game. Like I, I've kind of got an issue where like ammo, I was running low on ammo, but I had so much credits. I was like, well, I'm just going to buy a ton of ammo. You, you kind of get the feeling like the game's like, you need to use this gun because it's like I had, it was like throwing, like I, I don't even know what the weapon is, that one that you have to charge up to shoot. Uh, I don't know what don't it is. I remember but that it, one. It's, it's very powerful, but I kept it kept giving me cell after cell for that. I'm like, okay, I guess the game really wants me to be using that now <laughs> instead of, you know, I always want to use the line gun. The line gun's just, it's my bay. It's so good. So good. But I, I really enjoy it. I'm going to be kind of sad when it's over, but uh, like I said, I got Dead Space Two waiting, waiting for me, so can always jump into that. So mm-hmm. that that was everything from me. And guess what? We even got a little community grab bag. Ooh tonight. boy! Our friend uh, Grouchy Surge from the Backlog Busters, that wild and crazy man out in Las Vegas. I'm sure you know him. He sent us an article, and he wanted he was hoping to talk about it on his show, but they only record monthly, so he wasn't going to have a chance until way too long do it and uh so he sent it to us to cover on our lovely show and this comes from woodworking network yeah interesting website (laughs) i don't don't ask me why and this is woodworking industry news somehow but headline murdered man's corpse found after tree grows from a seed in his stomach yeah you can't make that up hmm so, coming from Cyprus, uh, the body of a Turkish man was found who, who was found to be murdered more than 40 years ago on the Mediterranean island of Cyprus was recently discovered after a seed from a fig in his stomach grew into a tree. So, he was killed during the conflict between the Greek and Turkish uh, Cypriots in 1974, an event which claimed the lives of more than 2,000 people. So, a terrible event. But, uh, you know, they never, they never found this guy. And then this... Um, a researcher was going through the remains of people missing from the conflict. And this person found a fig tree in the town and in a mountainous area where they don't usually grow. And he dug up the area and then he found three bodies underneath the tree and through blood samples and DNA fragments, they determined, you know, that this guy ate the fig shortly before his death. And then the tree was able to grow because of the sunlight there. And crazy. I mean, wow. You can't, wow. what do you think Lucas? Well, I think it's a little weird to say murdered man's corpse, but I'm not yeah. familiar with what happened, but it seems it doesn't really explain who he was or what what happened no. or anything, but I'm sure if yeah. you search this search this somewhere else. I mean, that's, I didn't that's even know that could like, happen. I don't know what this has to do with woodworking still because <laughs> because a tree grew and then right. they were like, we need clicks. Nobody's right. coming to Woodworking Network enough. We need clicks. Get that murdered man. Right. Uh, and, well, uh, I mean, I guess a, if you're... A side note, I'll say the, the Committee on Missing Persons in Cyprus has been searching for people who disappeared during uh, 63 and 74, and they found 890 people that identified so far. Holy so. cow. Wow. And Callow um, sums it up. Grouchy is weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. No I mean, I guess guys. it can have... I guess you can grow anything out of your stomach if you the body around your skeleton rots far enough. That's true. Yeah, that's so. true. Maybe we just need more bodies in my backyard and then I'll have grass. Jason, 
I need you to eat this grass seed. Don't ask questions. Just eat it. Okay. Why am I holding a knife? I said don't ask questions. I'm good with that. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it now. Good. Thank you. Good. 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 So, Grouchy, thank you. Thank you for sending it. As always, we accept all weird news here on Flexibos. Apparently, the community grab bag is now the weird news section because that's what I we like usually it. do. And I'm okay with that. So <laughs> what, is, what, was, see- what was that from? Uh, oh, it was six sad news. That's right. From. Uh, 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 da, 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 da. Daria. Daria. Thank you. All I could think of was. So, if Dumbo. you see a news article that you want us to see, please send it. Send it to us. We'll, we'll, we'll hit it up. And before we go. Next week, we're going to be talking our top three RPGs. Arpagas. Arpagas. So if you want to send us a list of yours. Is it JRPG or is it ARPG or is it Western RPGs or is it... uh, Now you sound like PSPG. Tabletop RPGs. (laughs) Well, you have an inventory. Any game with an inventory is an RPG. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. (laughs) So we'll put out a Twitter blast. We'd love to have your list to share. And as always at this time, we want to thank all of our patrons. Please hit up patreon.com. Flex to pose one year in the making to be as awesome as these folks. Cause we got to give a special thanks to our arbiters of awesomeness. Kevin Austin, Kyle Heyman, Edwin Callow. It's here in the chat. He's in California. He's he made it. You made it. He's a man of mystery. Tyler Rowland. He just showed up to hear his name being said, I think. Tom Servo and our executives of excellence, Josh Barboni, Dan Anthony, and Siri Renee. As always, we thank you guys for your support each and every month. Yes, we do. And that is going to do it. This episode will drop on Wednesday for all you audio listeners. You guys watch live. Thank you for being here. Again, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash I will appreciate it. And with that, good night, everyone. See you next week. <laughs> I, I accidentally Great. hit the OC remix instead of the aftershave. Great warrior. Why'd you do that? Because I'm stupid. You really are stupid. I need a new co-host. Uh, accept your applications, new co-host. Flexibos. Send it to uh, Jason at flexibos.com. Accepting new co-host applications. Again, that's Jason at flexibos.com. <laughs>